my friends. Welcome to Supplement the Faith Podcast. My name is Eddie Sutton. I'm not your host. Your host is Brennan Dooley, but he is not here this evening. Him and his lovely wife, uh, Maddie, are out in San Diego visiting their parents. So uh, so you got me. So of course, since you got me, we're gonna we're gonna go off the rails a little bit here. We're gonna we're gonna take a little break from our Romans study and we are going to look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so this past Sunday was Easter, and I pray that you had uh, an amazing restful day uh, in the Lord, spent some good time uh, with family and friends. Um, and no doubt, I'm sure in your Sunday services and, uh, you know, whatever gathering that you were a part of uh, for Easter, I'm sure that the resurrection would talk, was talked about. I mean, that is that is why we, we celebrate Easter. But I, I want to take a different approach to this, we're, we're going to look at and ask the question, and maybe a lot of you guys have, have wondered this, I know I've wondered this, and this is kind of a cool, you know, fringe thing to discuss, but is there truly historical evidence of, of the resurrection? Um, so we're going to ask that, we're going to look at some of these, some of these evidences, some of these proofs of the resurrection, it's kind of a, a cool topic, and I think it's good to ask this and to look at this, not, not that our faith requires these proofs, but I do believe that it can strengthen uh, our faith, right? Because if you can, here's what I, I believe the entire Bible is hinged on the resurrection. If you can disprove the resurrection, you can disprove God's power. Everything hinges on Christ's death and his resurrection. But if it's true, if he truly did raise from the dead, then that means he truly is who he says he is. And then, my friends, that that changes everything. So it is really cool to look at these. And maybe you didn't know that there really is historical evidence. And when we when we look at this evidence, I think the truth that the resurrection, um, the truth of the resurrection emerges as the best explanation for what happened that day. There's been some other theories, and we'll talk about some of those other theories, but they don't even come close uh, to accounting for for you know the evidences that that we have for the resurrection. The the other theories don't even come close. So therefore, I believe that there truly is solid historical grounds for the truth that Jesus Christ rose uh, from the dead. So first thing I want to discuss in here is there's that old theory that, well, Jesus wasn't really, really wasn't dead. I want to debunk that real, real quickly here. The Journal of American Medical Association did a study not too long ago that shows clearly the evidence shows that Jesus did die. This, this, even a new, even a atheist New Testament scholar says that historically it's indisputable that Jesus was dead by the way of the crucifixion. Look, the Romans were really good at coming through, following through with, with the crucifixion, there was no doubt, uh, no doubt that Jesus truly was dead before taken off the cross and placed, uh, into the tombs. Cause there's that theory that, well, maybe he really wasn't dead and, you know, put in the tomb. And then, I mean, my question would be then, well, how did he, you know, how did he get out? You still gotta, still gotta address, um, that. So, you know, and, and, and this is what I love. One of the things I love about our faith, right? We don't, just worship, you know, some kumbaya guru with a beard in in the sky that's granting, you know, wishes, right? No, our faith is real. There is recorded history of all that God has done uh, throughout the years. We can stand on the solid rock that is Jesus. We can stand on the fact that the Bible is a historical document of events uh, that God has done throughout the years. I love that fact about uh, about our truth. Like there is some there's there's evidence and there's history and it's uh, it, it it's awesome. So again, we're asking the question: 
is this just is the resurrection just some trickle down myth that you know that we've been told throughout the years in history or is there real evidence for the resurrection so there there's a lot more than what i'm going to discuss we're just going to discuss five or six here um that that, that i think are cool because it could be an hour-long podcast and <laughs> don't want to want to keep this kind of short so um number one of uh evidence of the resurrection is the precautions that the romans took so the romans during this time were were, were fearful that uh that the disciples were going to try and steal the body of Jesus. Um, so what they did was they put Roman guards, like 10 to 30 trained military to guard the tomb. Not only did they do that, but they put a stone then, three, 4,000 pound stone uh, in front of the tomb. And then they put a Roman seal around the stone and said that if anyone broke it, they would be punished by death. So they went through drastic measures to make sure that nobody was coming into that tomb and nobody was coming out. So if Jesus wasn't really dead uh, and was put into that tomb, there's no way that he's, that he's getting out as a, as a man. Like if he was just a man and didn't, didn't really die. And that's, you know, one of the, one of the theories, right? Uh, probably, probably didn't happen. The only way that anyone was getting out of that tomb is if it was done by the power of God, by the Holy Spirit, by some miracle, uh, because they went through great lengths. And the other <laughs> the other crazy thing uh, about that is, is remember the disciples were, they were scared uh, in this time. We'll talk about that more, more here later, but there is no way that Peter, who denied Jesus to a nine-year-old servant girl who ran away, and all the disciples who fled when Jesus was arrested, would have had the balls to go and steal the body of Jesus and confront these military men to to be able to roll the tomb away and to be able to, to successfully uh, steal the body. That's just that's just crazy uh, in, in my mind. So um, part of what I'm what, what I'm getting at here is I want to read in Matthew. 28 about this about this rumor this is just another cool set of evidence on this on this topic Matthew 28 verse 11 it's in my bible it's titled the report of the guard so this is after the resurrection the guard reporting back um to uh to the people in charge of what happened it says while they were going behold some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that taken place and when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ear, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has spread among the Jews to this day. So they went through all of these precautions to protect the tomb, to protect the you know, protect basically from the disciples coming and taking the body. Then all of a sudden the body is gone and Jesus is resurrected. And then they follow through with the rumor. Hey, here's some money. Spread the rumor that the disciples stole, stole the body, which is, which is crazy. So that's recorded in the Bible. Didn't know if y'all knew that. So that, so that's, that's very interesting. So, um, evidence point number two is the post-resurrection appearances, the eyewitness accounts of from those who have said, I have seen the risen Christ. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4 and 6 here. So this is Paul Paul talking to, to the Corinthians, says that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Caiaphas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. So this is crazy. Jesus 
shows up in his resurrection body to the disciples, the Caiaphas, and then to more than 500. So you got to ask your, yourself the question, either either these people were all crazy and were and were lying about what was happening, or they were hallucinating and really feel like they, they believed both both of those theories I feel are ludicrous and could be de- debunked really quick. People can hallucinate. 500 people hallucinating the same thing at the same time, scientifically impossible. I, I, I don't believe that these people were hallucinating. I believe they truly encountered the, the, the risen Christ and, and saw him. Um, and he showed up to the 12, excuse me, to the 12 and to Caiaphas. I mean, these are, this is a, this is solid evidence of when, when something happens, eyewitness accounts are, are solid, are most of the time solid evidences of, of something happening. And then we get in Acts chapter one, verse three, it says, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. So in a 40-day period, God was making, or Jesus was making these appearances uh, to people by many proofs. It says by many proofs he was he was doing this and also speaking about the, the kingdom of God. So these post-resurrection appearances, I think, are is is strong evidence of a of a risen Christ. Because again, if if he didn't raise, if it if this wasn't Jesus, actually Jesus showing himself to these people, where is this craziness coming from then? How do you get five hundred random people and then the disciples who were who were terrified at one point of of knowing that they were followers of Jesus because they were afraid the Romans were going to come after them and kill them, kill them too. Like you, the the only way that all these people I think would say that they have seen the the resurrection Christ is if they actually did. So that was point uh, number two. Point three, which is really interesting, is there is also secular history that confirms the resurrection. It'd be one thing if it was just the Bible that talks about the resurrection of Jesus, but we have. Other documents, other historical documents that talk about the resurrection of Jesus. One is by a man named Josephus uh, that was alive during that time. He was a Jewish non-Christian historian, and he recorded the events of of Jesus's resurrection. Amazing. There's another guy named Thomas Arnold who wrote a he wrote a, a massive in-depth book called The History of Rome. And this man's goal, he's a he's not a believer. His goal was just to account the, the the history of Rome, the rise and the fall of Rome. And he, in his study, found it enough evidence to include the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in his in his books, in his in his documents of the history of Rome. I think it's like three three separate books. They're all massive. I mean, the history of Rome is is insane. Um, so I mean, he found enough evidence to include it in there and has recorded about it. So, and then more recently, you got people like Frank Morrison and Lee Strobel and Josh McDowell, who are all professed atheists, and then sought out to disprove Christianity. And by the end of their journey, they ended up being overwhelmed by the amount of evidence for the resurrection and for Jesus. And they ended up giving their life to him and now are followers of Jesus Christ. And those are just, you know, a handful of people. There are countless stories of this, of those who were atheists and didn't believe and set out to disprove um, and, uh, and, and come up empty in that and end up with really no other decision except to submit to the evidence and submit to the fact that, um, that you cannot disprove uh, God. It's hard, to dis- it's hard to prove God, but you also can't disprove it. So they, they came to that conclusion uh, and ended up uh, becoming a follower of Jesus. Amazing, 
amazing stuff. So, so that was point three, is we have historical documents other than the Bible that uh, talks about the resurrection of Jesus. Now, number four is, a, is an interesting thought. Um, so point number four is that the human response to this is very peculiar. And really ask the question, like, why was the body of Jesus never found or, or presented? And, and here's, here's my point behind this. Remember, why Jesus was was killed in, in in the first place. Jesus was a threat to Rome. The Romans and, and the higher-ups there thought that Jesus was going to have this massive gathering of people, and then they, they were going to try and overthrow Rome. So Jesus was a threat to Rome. He was also a threat to the Pharisees. That's why they wanted him killed, because he was Jesus was preaching a new gospel and a new living way of, way of life. So Jesus had many, many enemies here. Now, like you, you have to ask the question: If Jesus had so many en- enemies, wouldn't they do everything possible to disprove the resurrection? Then, all they had to do, all they had to do, was present present the body. All they had to do was come up with some proof that oh, the disciples stole it, or oh, you know, we actually have the body, or whatever. But they they couldn't because there was no body to be found. The, the 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 Romans and the Pharisees would have done anything to to dis to disprove this, but they couldn't uh, they couldn't produce a body. Um, there was no <laughs> uh, there was no popping up no people popping up saying, "Hey, actually, by the way, I I can actually disprove the the resurrection." I mean, think of how think of how we go about um, in today's society of disproving truth. For anyone that was following the uh, um, um, the election on social media saw whenever someone put put something that is not true we are so quick to jump on them and to disprove what they are saying right it is almost in our nature to like disprove people's uh you know statements um we we like so quickly we do that so why why didn't the romans and the pharisees then do that right I believe it's because they couldn't. They had no evidence because their Jesus truly did raise from the truth. So that's that's very interesting to me. I mean, when we just study the behavior of people, I mean, there, if, if Jesus did not raise from the dead, I guarantee you there would have been someone from the Pharisee party or the Roman party somewhere, somehow they would have been able to present some form of evidence that Jesus uh, did not raise. They would have wanted to do that to, to again, Jesus had a lot. If the resurrection is true, then uh, it, it it changes everything, and it was a direct threat to to Rome and to the Pharisees. So they would have done everything possible to disprove, uh, but they couldn't. Um, again, think think of the drastic measures that we read in the Bible that that kings and people that Jesus was a threat to went to. Remember King Herod when when Jesus was born. And King Herod was threatened by the fact that there was going to be a a new king. That all the talk that there was a new king was going to be born. So King Herod killed all the babies. Said any pretty much any baby like under two year old, put him to death. He was that afraid. That's the lengths that he went to to try and get rid of and put to death this you know this new king. Like we, the Romans and the Pharisees would have done whatever it took to disprove the resurrection, but they couldn't. So they spreaded. That rumor that oh the the disciples uh, stole the body, really interesting stuff. When we just think about human behavior, it it would have been very natural for them to do whatever it took to disprove it. So anyway, moving on. Uh, point number five is the 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 women that were the first eye, eyewitness accounts. Now, this is really interesting. Uh, I think so. If if these accounts were made up, if if this is written. 
by some dude who's just com- you know coming up with this. If no ancient author would have used women for a, a witness to Christ's resurrection, if this is just a story, a feel-good story, right? They wouldn't have include women as the first eyewitness. Um, it, it it sucks, but at, at this time, women were kind of viewed as like second-class citizens. Um, their testimony wasn't even allowed in court. So they're so if this ancient author was writing, you know, tr- a story and included women as the first witness, it would have been discounted. Like it wouldn't have been a good story. So he wouldn't have done that. Yet the Bible says that the risen Christ first appeared to Mary Magdalene and then to other holy women. Even the even the apostles didn't believe Mary at first when she came from the empty tomb and told them that 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 Jesus's body wasn't there. Um, Jesus has always had a special respect and love and care for for women, and then specifically these women. And I think that's I think that's one reason why he honored them uh, with the first eyewitness to the resurrection. Is one, um, it, it's part of the proof of his of his resurrection. And two, he did uh, hold these women to such a high standard. So the male gospel writers um, then had no choice to, but to report this 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 act because it is actually what happened it kind of would have been embarrassing for a male writer to, to to write this it would have been you know discounted uh but they wrote it because of that is what happened so that that is really interesting and then my 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 final and sixth point and I think this is this is my opinion of what I think is one of the greatest and biggest proofs of the resurrection is that we see the disciples faith absolutely and completely changed remember that before before the death and resurrection of Jesus, when Jesus was being arrested, they fled. Peter denied Jesus to a servant girl, and then they hid after his death in fear that Roman soldiers would come after them next and, and kill them just like they did Jesus. The disciples before the resurrection, you could say, were cowards. They were not, they, they were fishermen and tax collectors. They weren't these massive soldiers that were going to go and face the Roman, the Roman, you know, 10 or 30 that were guarding the tomb and then roll away the tomb and rescue Jesus' body. Heck no, they weren't going to do that. They were fearful for their life. But then they saw the risen Christ. Christ appeared to them. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, complete 180 flip, they became willing to die and to be burned and beaten and beheaded and sawed in half and sewned, stoned and crucified, all for preaching that Christ rose from the dead. Where did this unbelievable boldness come from? It's because, because, and only because they encountered a, a truly risen Jesus Christ. And that encounter with him Will, will will completely change your heart. They received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and they were they were these new men, completely new new men. Um, you don't you don't die for a lie. We understand that you know there are people that will die for what they believe in, right? We have very, very many brave uh, soldiers that have gone you know overseas and has fought for our freedom and have died for what they what they believe in. But you don't ever see people dying for a lie if they really didn't see the resurrection and let's say they stole the body like you know the 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 romans were were claiming they would have known deep down that jesus didn't really raise and people don't go through being burned beaten beheaded stoned crucified all these things for a lie it just we don't we don't do that as as people so i think that is a massive evidence for truly uh the resurrection also I mean, th- I mean, this is why the the apostles, uh, the the and the disciples were such effective missionaries. It's because 
people could tell that these men truly have encountered a risen Christ from their from their zeal, their zealous eyewitness account. From there, the church absolutely exploded. That could be maybe point number seven of excuse me, the evidence of the resurrection is that the church absolutely exploded. It spread from the West, from Jerusalem to Rome and beyond. And still now, still now today, 2,000 plus years later, we are encountering the living and active Jesus and he is transforming our hearts and our minds. He is saving um, those who are, who are lost and dead in their sin and making them alive in him. My friends, the, the, the changed heart the changed life, the 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 zeal and the boldness of of the disciples, I think, is the greatest evidence of the resurrection. They truly encountered and seen a resurrected Jesus. And and my friends, this is the all all these things are amazing truth. Now, again, all these points and these proofs are not. We don't need them in order to have faith, right? This, I mean, we. This is why, like you know, a seven-year-old can come to saving faith in Jesus because it is God doing the work in us. It is God making us alive in Him. We don't have to have the deep knowledge of theology and all of these proofs in order to have faith and to trust in Jesus. But these these things are cool. There is history. There is evidence of a risen Christ, and it's a uh, man. It, it it just it it's just a reminder uh, to me as as I'm sitting here doing this podcast as we talked about. Easter on on Sunday that Jesus is real and he is alive and if the resurrection is true if he is truly who he says he is then that means everything else in the Bible is true what a glorious and magnificent truth that is it's an un, it, it changes us when we can truly believe in the resurrection we have a response just like the disciples did here we are we're forever changed and um, I pray deeply that that for all of us who are maybe struggling with unbelief that are that are struggling with walking in that 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 new life in that in that boldness of knowing that that the resurrection is true that Jesus is alive and that everything else he says is true that we have hope that we have um, that we will have eternal life with him one day all of these glorious truths that we're struggling to, to believe it I pray that maybe a reminder of these these evidences and these proofs will uh will, will encourage your heart. Um, as you're as you're listening to this here, I wanna I wanna kind of end on this quick quote here by Matt Pierman on this subject matter. He uh, um, in his article he wraps up his article saying this says that the good news is that God out of His love became man in Jesus Christ in order to pay the penalty for sinners on the cross. Jesus died in the place of those who would be who would come to believe in Him. He took upon Himself the very death that we deserve. The Apostle Paul says that He delivered. Up, he was delivered up because of our sins, but the Apostle Paul goes on to say he was raised to life because of our justification. Paul is saying that Christ's resurrection proves that his mission to conquer sin was successful. His resurrection proves that he is a Savior who is not only willing, but also able to deliver us from the wrath of God that is coming on the day of judgment. The forgiveness that Jesus the forgiveness that Jesus died and rose to provide is given to those who trust in him for salvation and a happy future. So my friends, if if you're listening to this, if you find this podcast and you're having a hard time trusting in him and believing in him, I I just I want to take a second to to, to pray for you and end this with with prayer and uh for the believer um that um just needs some encouragement. I pray that these these truths, this reminder that Jesus is real, that he truly did die for us 
and truly did resurrect and that anyone who believes in him can now also have life. Uh, I, I pray that it would encourage your um, your weary heart uh, this morning that um, that maybe that maybe you would experience some new life and the reminder that there is historical evidence that that just the reminder that Jesus is real and that he is who he says he is um, and that that we have a solid rock that on which we can stand that we can bank our life on. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up by praying uh, for us. I'm thankful for you all and I pray that this uh, um, that this information um, is encouraging to you and, uh, and, and and cool. So Heavenly Father God, we thank you for your love uh, and for your grace and uh, for the reality of um, of what you did on the cross, uh, Lord, that that you sent your son to die for us. But more importantly, God, you rose him from the grave three days later, later forever proving, forever proving that you have power over sin and darkness, Lord. I pray that that truth would, would strengthen our faith, Lord God. I pray that it would soften our heart towards you, God. I pray um, that it would encourage our heart and lift up our, our weary hearts uh, right now, Lord, that... Um, God, that we would experience life right now even, God, as we're listening to this, um, Lord, that you would do uh, an amazing work in our mind, in our, in our heart, Lord, through the, through the truth of your scripture, through the, through the truth of knowing that there is historical uh, evidence of you and your work, uh, Lord God. Lord, help our un- unbelieving hearts. I pray that you would do a transforming work in our hearts uh, and in our minds, Lord God, that we would, that we would truly truly believe that you are who you say you are, God, and then that you would embolden us to walk in that truth, to walk in that faith, uh, Lord God, with complete confidence, um, God, that we are yours, that, that we are your children because of this truth, God. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we pray this all in your great and holy and powerful name. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for for listening. Next week, this Friday, we will not be having a podcast. We're going to take uh, a little break um, this week. We've been celebrating Easter and seeing family, um, so we will uh, we will post one again uh, on the following Tuesday. So I pray that this week coming up that you could rest in Him, that you would set your mind on on, on God and the reality of His love and His truth uh, and what He has done through through His death and resurrection, what that means for you as uh, as a son or daughter. So love you guys. Thanks. Hey guys, Brennan here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Supplement the Faith. Hey, the best way you can support this podcast is by sharing an episode with your friends or family. That is the number one way that this podcast grows and reaches more people. The next thing you could do would be to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would really help us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.